Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicating to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scene look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have DJ Lucas London. Lucas, <laughs> thanks for joining me, man. It's been a while since we've connected and um, I'm very excited to talk a little bit about weddings and and the DJ industry. Yeah, man. I'm happy to be here. I've been a big fan of the show for a little while now. Happy to finally have my have a time to chat with you on it. Yeah, so. yeah. Right on, right on. Well, I always like to ask, um, you know, what people are drinking these days. What's your favorite, either cocktail or non-alcoholic, whatever you, you know, like drinking. What, yeah. What's your favorite? <laughs> well, I got to tell you, man, I'm a simple man, simple taste. Uh, tequila is my drink. Tequila and uh, occasionally... Well, not occasionally. I'm also a big fan of White Claws. I like getting clawed up. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Hey, have you tried those um, Noble Hard Spritzers, the cider spritzers yet? Yes. Yes. I like all that kind of stuff. Those are yeah. fun. Yeah. Nice and light. You know, keep it light. You can drink a few of them. Um, yeah. yeah or, or a lot of them. Or, yeah. or a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah when, you're, when you're on a boat, I feel like you can just drink twice as much as you normally might drink. Well, we've got, I, we've got a pontoon boat, so that's where we picked it up. Yeah, out, out pooning around, drinking, getting clawed up, you know. Down at uh, one of the lakes, or do you go to the coast? Like, where do you lake, go? Lake, lake, yeah. Down Which, here in uh, South Carolina, Lake Greenwood. Okay. Yeah, it's like right in the middle of the state, Lake Greenwood, South Carolina. We got a pontoon boat, we go out there, it's fun. Nice, but you live here in Asheville, right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where do you? No. Well, so I'm about an hour and a half away from Asheville. Okay. Okay, yeah. and and I'm originally from Franklin, North Carolina, which is now West Asheville. I'm a, I'm a Western North Carolina native. Oh, got it. Yeah, Frank. That's deep Western North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> only, there's only one town further west in North Carolina than Franklin. Yeah, Murphy. is it is it Duck or Murphy? Murphy. Yeah, Isn't Murphy. Duck though? Think, though? Is it? I've never even heard of Duck. It might be Duck. I just remember, you know, Duck, North Carolina. I think so. We'll have to look it up later and figure oh, yeah. it out um need a jamie yeah man well so what you said tequila just straight up <laughs> on the rocks yeah shots Dots, <laughs> shot. okay okay a little, a little lime you know yeah man um i've been i've been doing just you know really simple agave lime tequila margaritas you know just kind of just yeah maybe a little triple sec but that's your favorite simple Right uh yeah man i mean I, I love something refreshing i've been i've been gardening in the summer so i uh have been juicing my cucumbers and making like oh. know, cocktails with the cucumber <laughs> juice and but dude to be honest my favorite was the watermelon mojito we did last year so that was i juiced I that's delicious, watermelons man. yeah that was super tasty uh people really liked that so I'm always trying to, you know, create some awesome signature cocktails from our couples yeah. well you're always doing cool stuff you know you always got something going on i mean especially with weddings it's got to be more than just tequila have you ever done a wedding where it was just tequila and white cloth no <laughs> no man we don't i actually don't do you know regular mixed drinks that's like one of our like almost differentiators so uh every if, if it's liquor it's going to be on tap really yeah we don't do like, I, we have one wedding this year and actually got rescheduled and they paid for a separate bar and bartender from jack's 47 to do the mixed drinks so typically we have two bartenders on the truck 
and they're pouring drinks and everything's on tap and you wow. don't see a liquor, you don't see a liquor bottle in sight um like it'd be like whiskey we we have done that though we have done like a, a little whiskey bar you know or offering for the couple but we don't do like vodka rum tequila whiskey you know we don't have like that traditional setup interesting yeah 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 it's for cool. weddings too i'm a big i actually think that uh beer and wine is perfectly good for for weddings because you've seen a lot of people get out of control yeah yeah <laughs> what the liquor bars can do to a wedding and it's fine it can be fine but i bet 70 percent of the time it's unnecessary well think about it i mean you're this is it's a very unique event because you're around you know dozens if not hundreds of people that you know and you're getting drinks for free and there's yeah. music like that doesn't that never happens but, yeah. Never. yeah so i think it's you know I, I agree a lot of a lot of my couples are like beer wine only and then i tell them I'm like hey look we can do a signature cocktail on tap yeah no one no one's gonna get trapped you know super trash because it's you know it's already measured out they can't even take shots <laughs> they can't even uh, take a shot not allowed yeah exactly not allowed you know so no it's been interesting um you know an evolution because i started out doing mixed drinks just as a bar a wedding bartender just to get a hang of you know the the setting and the context and then i moved i did start doing the truck stuff and um moved to that but but anyway um well lucas want to hear about how you started the business you know what prompted you to become a a dj did you were you doing it back in college for parties and you kind of evolved yeah. into a wedding dj or, or how did that start well what happened is uh i was i've been involved in music since you know i was probably about 15 when i started playing guitar and you know like any 15 year old you know who plays guitar cool dude <laughs> like, like <laughs> playing, playing smoke on the water and all that stuff and <laughs> oh yeah i remember <laughs> yeah and uh you know i just got really into recording music and making music and and uh uh definitely into recording music and then sort of through that started working uh, using a program called fruity loops which is like an electronic music production software. Mm -hmm. And I was doing that in college and somebody just happened. I was getting a degree in entrepreneurship in college, which is kind of basically like small business development. Yeah. And uh, during that time, so I was working for the like events department in at the school I was going to mm -hmm. and the events department, you know, so I was always going to, to shows and seeing different sort of acts and things. And somebody that worked in the events department knew that I made music and got that confused with me being a DJ. And, <laughs> and then they were like, hey, I have a friend who is uh, getting married. Would you like to DJ their wedding? And I was like, well, how much? <laughs> and they were like, $400. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> And then, which was awesome, really, honestly, I was so stoked about it. And I worked on it a lot. Like I went to the library and, you know, the library had all the CDs of all the music. And this was a long time ago. This is, I've been a DJ for 10 years now. And uh, so I was, I was taking all the CDs um, and ripping them onto my computer. I didn't have any, you know, I was pretty unaware of like a lot of stuff at the time. Yeah. And so I went to the, to the wedding, did it. Um, I have no doubt. Honestly, even when I think back, I know I, it's hard to even think back because I don't remember it all that well, but I know that I played the music way impossibly too loud. <laughs> like, I'm not way just stupid, like, so ridiculous. And, like, I mean, I think a couple people danced, 
and uh, but I made 400 bucks, you know what I mean? And I was into that. And honest to God, that's that's what got me going into it was the entrepreneurial uh, mm. drive of it. You know, once once I had, had a little taste of that, I was like, well, how can I do this? And, I, and YouTube was around at the time, and I started getting on YouTube. And so really, what happened is it was a hundred percent like a business decision, a decision to start a business that was DJ. And then what has happened since then is I have reverse engineered the DJ part, right? Cause like, honestly, when I think back how I was at the beginning, I wasn't very good. <laughs> and like, so, so just through consistently, you know, learning as you go and then just reverse engineering. Now it's almost flipped where I almost feel like now I'm more of a DJ and less of a business. You know what I mean? Whereas at the, at the beginning, I really felt like it was really, oh. I was a business guy, you know what I mean? I was going to the yeah. networking events and I was doing all the, passing out the cards and had the pamphlets. And now I'm kind of more like, I don't do that, and I, but, I'll, but, I'll, but I'll crush a wedding. I'll crush any kind of party, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you said you've been doing it for 10 years, right? Yeah. So you yeah. developed relationships and, you know, uh, partners and referrals and all that. Yeah, well, and you only need a couple. You only need a few, you know, honestly, a couple, a few good ones, mm -hmm. good to go. Yeah. You know? So I yeah. Try to, instead, of, instead of more of a volume approach, and that's really what I've done is, because I used to, so I'm just a DJ by myself who runs a DJ business by himself. And I used to have DJs that worked for me and have a couple business partners. And we were doing, um, I think our biggest year, we did 300 weddings. Wow. Yeah. In Charleston. So I lived in Charleston, too, for a long time. Oh, uh, okay. Is that where you started yeah. it? In Charleston? Yeah. This is in Charleston, South Carolina, which is, the, which is the domestic, the lower 48, more, what do they call them, uh, destination weddings happen in Charleston than any other place in the country. So all of my brides and grooms were from big cities. Yep. From LA, from Chicago. I had repeat customers coming in from, like, LA. You know what I mean? Like, coming in. But wow. So we were just doing a ton of weddings. And I just learned that, like, you know, um, I really like to just be a really good DJ and not worry about, you know, people that work for me or any of that and, and just establishing some good. So as, as opposed to just anything and everything, I really look for exactly what, um, I feel like is a good fit for me. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. And that's interesting you say that because, you know, I, I've expanded with multiple bartenders because, you know, that's just the way that I see it moving forward. But there's something to be said about the art of doing whatever your business actually is, right? So for me, it would be bartending, but there's not much bartending going on because everything's on tap. I mean, you're still the face and you're still the host in a way of you know serving people drinks, but there's not much activity in regards to making drinks because everything's on tap. Whereas you still have that, your, your hands are you know, on, yeah. the, on the vinyl, you're spinning record, like it's, a, it's an activity, uh, an engaging one, I'm guessing. Um, and it, and you yeah. like doing that, you know, you want to keep, you want to do that yourself and not just have a bunch of people running around. Uh, I think that they're totally two separate business models, right? I would say so. Yeah. And I mean, the, the crazy thing about the DJ thing, my, my girlfriend can attest to this is that, uh, you know, I'm always, she's always like, I'm just always working on it, you know, and it just keeps, it's just a never ending. There's so many skills that you can acquire and learn and reapply and go back and look at it this way, look at it that way. And the, the, it just it just never ends it's bottom yeah, yeah. You know? so i don't know how i don't know you know i just like getting and then you get to a point where you're just so good that like yeah i don't, I don't even you know you can just rock and roll who are you gonna find that's gonna come in and uh, i'll do that it's like 
don't know. I guess I could train people to do it, but it would take, um, I, mean, I don't even know where I would begin. You're saying the quality that you provide is hard to match. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I, that's something that uh, I've had, you know, a lot of clients come in and do the, their tastings here and then they say, oh yeah, so uh, you're going to be at the wedding, right? And I'm like, uh, you know, I might be, I might not. Like, I don't know where I'll be that day. It depends on a number of factors. Um, and, but so I've had to, but I, but I do want them to trust whoever shows up. So what I'm doing this year is sending pictures of the bartenders to my clients and saying, here, here's Lindsay and Chris, you know, they've been doing weddings for two years with me and they're great. You know, like really trying to remind them that it's not, I'm not the only one who can be a friendly bartender. <laughs> like there's other ones out there and yeah. they're on my, and they're on my team. Cause I pick good people. So I'm up and, and, and that's a lot of a, a soft skills, uh, sort of, sort of thing where I think you could probably find a lot of people who would be, uh, friendly and, you know, able to be on time, and, you know, pour some yeah. drinks. Yeah, exactly. You're good to go. I mean, that's, that's kind of why I embrace that cocktails on tap because I don't need mixologists. Like they oh, I obviously agree. Yeah. You know, like they, I just need that, uh, the friendly professional show up on time, which to be honest is hard to find, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. no, but I'm no. like, but if I want to find someone who can do that and mix drinks on a Saturday, Ooh, that's going to be tough. So tougher, the fact yeah. that I, you know, pre batch those with fresh ingredients. So it's really tasty and they don't have to worry about that allows me to have, you know, easier access to good people um, to bring yeah, on. Yeah, just the simplicity adds to a just more consistent product and a yeah. more, you know, just a better time. Exactly, exactly. So, so let's back up. You went to, you grew up in Franklin. Franklin, North Carolina. West, of, that, what is that, an hour, hour and a half? West of Asheville, yeah. West of, the yeah. Appalachian Trail runs right through it. Okay. Yep. And you went to college where? Where did this? Western North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Cullowee, right? Cullowee, yeah. Go, Bob, go, uh, what are they? I forget what they <laughs> Catamounts, there we go. You're a bad alum, man. Catamounts, <laughs> yeah. WCU. Oh, my gosh. So I just love that the story started with someone mistaking you for a DJ. Yeah. Like, that's, like, per that's great. Like, you do it. They were wrong. I would yeah. be, I mean, it was a small wedding. It was fine. It's not like I ruined it. I don't think I ruined, I don't think I ruined it. I wouldn't even know, honestly. I was just very like party unaware at the time. Like I didn't know a lot of stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know how it went. <laughs> so you started, so you moved to Charleston afterwards and. Mm, yeah, moved to Charleston and that's really where it kicked off. Just, you know, it happened to be the number one wedding town in literally the country. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a good place to be a wedding DJ. So yeah. got, right, got right into it, started doing parties and learning and, 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 you know, been doing it ever since, honestly. Well, I went down there, uh, back in December for a, a party where I dropped, you know, I brought the truck and was showing that off and, uh, man, Charleston, they like to party. They do like, like to party. it's different. Asheville's, Asheville's more laid back, kind of, you know, chill Charleston. They, <laughs> it's, it's like, like they want to celebrate a Tuesday night. I'm like, yeah, going? That's fun. yeah why not? It's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Usually everything's closed in Asheville. Whereas Charleston, they're like, all right, let's go out to the bar. You know, let's go listen to jazz or do whatever. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's all good. It's yeah. fun down there. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm doing the, uh, big fake wedding festival down there. Have you heard of those? Yeah, I've done that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure I did that or I've heard of it. Yeah. At least. So I'll be yeah. the mobile bar for the Charleston uh, big it fake seems wedding. like you would be an absolute just shoe in down there in Charleston. 
Well, you know, the thing is a lot of those venues are, have the in-house bar services. So there's that, there's that whole thing. And then just a lot of Charleston venues are more inside. Whereas Asheville, you know, we go outside, we have the barns and the farms and the pavilions, you know, it's just a little, it seems a little more better suited here. But as I said, I'm trying, I'm working, you know, working to get in, get my foot in the door down there. Trying to think about it. Yeah, man. If you think of any venues, you know, I can give you a list. Yeah. I, I, there's a bunch flashing through my head right now. They're outside. There's plenty down there, like plantation style ones. But a lot of them might actually, like you say, have in-house. Yeah, yeah. That's the well. In that case, you know, I've uh, you can just rent the truck with bartenders, like, and they can sell their beer to the client. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to yeah. have that part of it. But um, anyway, so we'll see. I'm uh, yeah, I'm excited to figure that one out. But what what made you move out of Charleston? Ah, uh, so the business that I was in there, um, we we had started getting into party promotion. Um, we had done a really big New Year's Eve party, really probably the second biggest New Year's Eve party in the whole city. Um, so we had rented like a, I don't even remember. It was a performance hall, and we had a bunch of Cirque du Soleil performers and aerialists and fire wow. throwers and <laughs> ice carvers and what else did we have? We had tons of stuff. That would have been fun. Oh, yeah. We had the red carpet experience, you know, the champagne and the step and repeat, get your picture taken in front of the thing. And, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like a big thing. We were on the radio all over the place. And uh, we started going in that direction. And that is incredibly stressful. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk about it, stressed me out at least. Yeah. <laughs> I was stressed out because, I mean, you know, you put a lot of money into that sort of thing. I mean, to, to rent the space. Yeah. Space, you gotta hire the performers you gotta all this stuff way in advance and then you don't even know if people are gonna come oh you so know? you were actually producing events yes like as party ho- yeah party yeah. producer oh interesting that yeah that's a whole nother realm man yeah hiring the radio making the ads you know the website for that selling the tickets the whole you know hiring the, the security the all the yeah i don't know i didn't really like it that much and that was the direction we were kind of going and 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 we had had uh you know i i don't know it just got to the point where when i looked at the bottom line and i was like man i'm working so much like insane and it's like i think i'd rather just you know do some weddings and relax so we 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 uh, the the business i was in was called epic charleston and Mm -hmm. we decided after that party really that you know i think we should go our separate ways and then then we did yeah i was just just kind of burned out i was probably probably burned out well there's a season for everything you know yeah yeah and you know um it's it's really since then that i've learned to really really love uh djam yeah it sounds like you've moved into more of your not not necessarily comfort zone but more of like what you really want to be doing you know which is dj putting on an awesome party for yeah. good well, people. I figured it out, you know, there was a few things that I didn't know about at the time, which I've learned since then. And like, I don't know. I just like slapping, man. Like when you're doing a good party and you know, the good parties are like every single song, people are like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, here's another one. Boom. People's heads are just exploding. No. And you're like, yes. <laughs> That's when you do it. You know, and I yeah. like doing that. It's fun. So yeah. Well, that, I guess that brings me to like, who do you think you're, who's your ideal client? You know, are they the, are they just the party, the people who really want a good reception, 
like dance party or how would you describe them? So this is one of the most difficult things I've never been able to really, because people, when I talk about parties with people, every single person, you, every, every person you talk to, when you talk about, I like a really good party, like a lot of people think that means like rave or something, you know what I mean? Or like, oh. like thing, or they think it means like, everybody has a different perception of what a good party is. So it's, I'm always having to talk mm-hmm. about what a good party is through the lens of what that person thinks a good party is, or at least mm-hmm. try to figure that out first. And like, honestly, like, I think, so good songs are called like, you call them like slappers. You know what I mean? Like a slapper mm-hmm. is like a good song. And like, if, if some DJs will try to save their slappers for later. Like a lot of people would think of a slapper as like a really like, you know, like a high energy song. And if you're saving it for later, that means you don't have enough slappers, right? Cause it should just be slappers all night. But uh-huh. slappers aren't just super high energy songs. Like a slapper for dinner is a dinner slapper. You know what I mean? But it's not like, okay. it's in context of yes. dinner. This is a badass song. This is a good song to play for dinner. Yeah. This song slaps. And like, so good parties are just good in the context of what is happening from the ceremony to the dinner to the thing. We're having fun the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, and really that, that, like my ideal client is just someone who understands, usually it's like people that understand that like, so I've got this thing where I, I feel like a good bride and groom, a lot of the, the literature in weddings and the promotional stuff in weddings is like, this is your day, it's your day, it's your day, it's all about you. And I actually really disagree. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, I disagree. <laughs> like, I don't think it is. I think this is about you and every single person you invited. Yeah. And I think this is a party where we're bringing our families together and our friends together, and we want them all to have a great time. And that is my ideal client, is people that just wanna have fun with their friends. They wanna have fun with their family, and they wanna have fun. And that's it, you know? And if that, that's just, it's not complicated, you know? Well, I'm in total agreement, man. I mean, it's, it's about the guest experience. I hound on that all the time on social media. I say, you know, Hey, you know, your guests have traveled far and wide, treat them to a good time. Yeah. This is your first opportunity to be a host, to be a party host. This Mm -hmm. is your opportunity to come in and show everybody that you're a good party host. Um, you know, and, 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 and I'd say that I honestly think that I'd say the vast majority of Brian Grooms are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they understand that. And that, that's the main thing that I'm, that I'm, that I'm looking for though, is just people that just, and, and that's why it's hard to say because like in the context of different weddings, different parties are good. Like, like the, I just did a wedding where everybody was at least 55. Bride and groom were, were 30, but everybody else is 55 or older, you know? And I played music that was specifically for people that are 55. Like right? Little Diamond or <laughs> Ah yeah, like Little Diamond playing, you know, like like uh Tom Petty, like that was a yeah. free fall it was like the biggest hit of the night, you know? But they were like, Yes, yes. <laughs> but like, like, my, like yeah. yeah, it's fun. That was a slapper. It fit for that party. The context, the guests, the time of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not a one size fits all. It really isn't. And so you can't just pay, you can't just play a Pandora shuffle and. <laughs> oh, well, you can. I mean, you can, that'll be fine too. I mean, but, uh, you know, but um, well, it's interesting. I, I, that's why, you know, I wanted to jump on, you know, have you on the podcast is because 
I don't know anything about the DJ world, right? Like I see you guys yeah. set up, do your thing. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I don't know any of the science kind of behind it. Um, and what you're talking about now is bringing light to the fact that, you know, having someone gauge the room, engage the audience and the crowd and play different songs that are perfect for different moments is really important. Yeah, and different tones too. Like instead of just going all upbeat all the time, you got to dip down, hit a slow one, then immediately slap back up. There's a lot of left turns that are important. The way you stack your songs can really impact a night. If you're just playing snoozes all night, like that's, you know. Yeah, yeah totally. Cool. And it's um, amazing. The, the, I'm, I'm sure this is true in your industry. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But like technology in our end, like the ability to, like I use uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. And Spotify has some back-end technology where you can get in there and you can literally build scatter plots of all your playlists based on energy level, danceability level, happiness level, popularity. Like, really? Yeah, and you can do these, like, literally, it's a scatter plot. And uh-huh. I'll be like, I want this quadrant. I want the happy, danceable, upbeat, boom, just these. And then the rest of them. So I'm not even picking based on taste. I'm just picking based on energy, danceability, you know what I mean, in some cases. And then, and popularity. Do you and drag then, and drop on that scatter plot? What you yeah. want, like, how does that, really? Oh, it's crazy, you can, you can actually select that, bring it over here, put that in a new Spotify playlist, sort that by the key that it's in and the BPM. Like, it's crazy. And then, and then, and then you just build this thing and people don't even understand. Like, they don't understand what's happening. They're like, why are all these songs so good? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I wanna kind of dive into that. So do you, do you organize them? Like you, you mentioned key. So would you do different keys? Oh yeah. So like, you uh, you'll start with C, like a song in C and then move to song in E and then. Well, so DJs use a thing, not to get too much into it, but yes, basically, yeah. It, it has to do with, uh, I'll, let me see if I can get this thing. So we, yeah. use, a, we use this, uh, there we go. It's called the Camelot wheel. So, the Camelot wheel takes all these different key signatures. You know, you've heard like this, this song is an E flat, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so E flats go really well with G majors and A minors, you know, but instead of having to remember that, the way the DJ Camelot wheel works is they've broken it down into a numerical system that's just one, two, three, four, up to one through 12. Mm-hmm. And then you just, ones goes with twos, twos goes with threes or vice versa. And uh, so you just, that's all you got to remember. But yeah, key is a huge part of, Interesting. not that it has to be. I mean, that's the thing about DJing is you can do it any which way you want. But yeah, when you start mixing in key, you can create, it's like a tension that happens from, it's like correct, it feels good. It's like two keys on a piano that sound good together as opposed yeah. to clashing keys. And then when you do that, you build... It's just, you can see it. You can literally see it happening when you're doing it. People get more excited. They don't even know why, but like, it's a- <laughs> they don't even know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, so I play a little, you know, I just, I play a little blues guitar and I, I always know that like, I kind of, well, not always, right. There's never any always, but like finishing, you know, your riff or whatever, your solo on like the root note. Right. Right. right? Like, I, 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 that makes sense, you know, and I didn't think about it as like song by song and progressing along that, um, you know, through the night or anything. That's just, that's wild. I love how, 
I love that it's more technical right. than I thought it was. Because, like, as I said, all I see is you up there, you know. Yeah, people just stay one, up there. one headphone on the <laughs> one ear, and you're just, you know, zoning in. And yeah. I'm like, all right, this guy's just performing. But really, you know, there is an aspect of, of science and process to. Well, there can be. Can, yeah, saying, can. You know? Can be. You know, sometimes we really are just up there, like, pretending to turn knobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've, yeah, I've seen that, too. Um that's crazy. So how long in Asheville then have you been? Uh, so I came back in 2016. So it's been about, well, 17, I guess. So three years. Okay. Three years here, yeah. Um, and really, you know, 2020, 100% was going to be the year. Like, I mean, it really was looking good. Like, I'm, my DJ's skill level had really reached a point where, like, I was going to start very, very different than any year previous. Mm. Really excited about it. Like, I really feel like my skill level has improved by 80%. Honestly, wow. 80% better than I've ever been. And then COVID came along. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, man. Well, what do you mean by that when you're talking about, you know, improving? Is it the technical yeah. song mixing? Yeah. Well, and the understanding of song structure and I guess like song theory and like like the, the actual way that songs are structured. Mm-hmm. Like I, there was a few things I didn't understand about it. Once I figured that out, I was able to build a, a really easily understandable uh, and replicable system that allows me to mix any kind of song, any other kind of song instantly on almost much more just beautiful. It's really nice the way I can, it's always perfect. It's never not perfect. It's cool. You're talking about the transitions from one one song to the next. And so if someone was doing that poorly, it would sound like a jolt to your ears, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe to me, you know, it's one of those things where I, I do feel like, it's almost like grains of sand in a cup, you know? Like for me, I see it because I know what's happening. And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, you know, if a DJ was coming in and yeah, it, it's kind of like, uh, uh, almost like sentence structure or something. Like mm-hmm. understanding sentence structure, like you could write all the same words, mix them up and, it's, and it'd be still the words of the sentence. And a lot of DJs do it like that, you know, where it's like the words are there and it is, it's almost like being dyslexic or something, and then oh uh, yeah, or you you actually understand how to how to structure the sentence, and then most people don't even I don't know. It's just one of those things that cumulatively it really makes a difference. You can really see it. You see, I see people out in the audience going oh oh, you know, right when that happens, and they're like oh that was nice, you know, and then like yeah, cumulatively keep happening. Well, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I've I've been to either yeah, I guess weddings or clubs or whatever. You know, whenever there's a DJ there. And, you know, I'm like, the, st- the song starts to change. I'm like, wait, that was only 30 seconds of that song. Like, you know, it's yeah. like they, they're doing it really quickly because they're just, I don't know, maybe they're ADD. Yeah, ADD about it. Now, so that, like, that's the thing, yeah. You yeah. know, that's not fun. I wanted, to, I liked that song. It was good. Right. Why change it, you know? Yeah. So well, I, sometimes, I mean, it just depends. Because so as a DJ, you're looking at the whole crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm playing a song that's working for 10% of the crowd, but 90% of the crowd doesn't like it, Probably I am going to change it. You know what I mean? But then that 10%, they're like, oh, I like that song. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. probably me. I'm probably always at <laughs> yeah. that 10%. You're like, oh, man. I'm like, oh, listen, nobody else felt that way. <laughs> yeah, like, don't, yeah, come on. I like Cher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And then there's all kinds of workarounds you can do too. Like, uh, even if you are speed mixing, where, because there's the idea where you either play one chorus or two choruses. Mm-hmm. If you play just one chorus, what I will do always is I will not play the first chorus, but a lot of people don't realize the second chorus is usually double the length. 
and the more hype chorus of the song. What is a oh chorus? Oh, chorus, yeah. Oh, I thought you said course. Chorus. Chorus. Okay. Chorus. Not yeah. yeah, so if, you yeah, play, yeah. if you play the second chorus, you're getting double the length. Oh. So you can still speed mix and give people a little more what they're looking for. I see. Wow. Did they? All, <laughs> did you? So you learned all this just off of your own volition right you went on youtube you yeah it's it's all out there in little chunks and pieces and you know there's no dj school well there yeah there are there really are there's a lot of schools for it um a lot of them are in bigger cities yeah Um, you know but there is no like officially sanctioned like dj like way of doing things that's true there there is no standardized dj like you know i can attest to that yeah is there sure. standardized stuff with you, right? Like, I'm sure. There's some, so there's certifications. Um, the state of North Carolina doesn't certify bartenders. Um, sorry, doesn't license bartenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people, it's so funny because, you know, there's so many venues popping up mm-hmm. and it's from people that usually weren't deep in the wedding industry. They were just like, oh, I have a beautiful farm. Like, let me start a wedding venue. Yeah. Um, so what they do is they take a contract from California, like a template, and they send that to their clients. And in that, contract states you must have a insured and licensed bartender mm. so then the couples you know they're posting on facebook we need a, a licensed bartender i'm like that doesn't exist in the state of north carolina like you can't really have yeah. there's no license the state does not issue a bartender license um so it's all private certifications like the tips certification uh, uh so you can start your own certification maybe i don't yeah i'm not gonna go down that road i don't you care good well you can just make one, <laughs> make one you know you're like, I'm oh, man, that's, that, that doesn't sound like much fun to me um so anyway so that's how that works but you know uh yeah. you know yeah so when someone hires you is it usually the couple or is it usually the parents of one of the you know of the 90 percent of the time it's the bride and groom yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's about how i've seen it and it's funny when when it's not it's usually the I think more so the father of the bride. Really? I bet so with the, with the booze, I bet so. For yeah. me, it's not the bride, it's the mom. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I, it's funny because like sometimes I've never met some of my couples <laughs> because they, the father hired me, the yeah. father interacted with me, and then I show up at the wedding and they just don't, they're like 23 and they just don't really, you know, care about the truck or whatever. And I just don't even... I've, there's like some I've never met. I sent a one year anniversary. You're like, oh, I'm crying inside, man. You want to picture with it? Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because, you know, I don't have a very, there's not a lot for me to talk about with the couple. It's we get the bar menu and we're done. Right. And that, that can be pretty yeah. simple. Right. Whereas like the photographers, they're like, you know, like, they're orchestrating, you know, photos, they're meeting with them for their engagement. There's mm-hmm. like such a deeper connection, right? but they have to edit all those darn photos. Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a, being a photographer is a hard job. I'm not saying that my job's easy, but like I show up, I pour drinks, I leave. Yeah. So I don't have That's the true. same re- relationship with the couple, um, which I, you know, as I said, I kind of miss, you know, I kind of would like to have a deep relationship with my clients, but at the same time, you know, I look at these photographers that are editing, you know, 10 hours a day after the weddings or whatever. I'm like, I do not, I'm not jealous of that role, you know, and I appreciate, I love, you know, my photographers. I'm glad they, they are willing to put in that work because, whew. 
I'm not. I would not do that. I think a lot of them are babies. <laughs> <laughs> the photographers? Yeah. Well, I was a videographer for a while. Because they don't so. take enough pictures of you? Is that why? Yeah, no, no. Well, they got to edit. The average wedding takes about eight hours to edit, if you're good. Mm-hmm. I think skilled. I'm a huge, I love photographers. Don't get me wrong. And I, and I really appreciate talented wedding photographers. Yeah. It's a real skill that takes a long time to acquire. And it is an art form, 100%. And good ones that really try and do their best and all that, man, I love them. Like, and they and they 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 make our industry what it is, you know, honestly. Like, because exactly. so visual and aesthetically, you know, yeah. focused. So, yeah, I. But they're still babies. <laughs> you got you got some beef with a photographer that you? No, I like, I like all photographers. <laughs> well, I think it's because I was a videographer for a while. Oh, so just that. Yeah, it's a good, I see. Because yeah. because videography, I mean, I would work for a good solid. If, and most videographers I know, it's about a forty-hour edit. No way. It. Yeah, yeah. Wow. One, yeah. So that's why, you know. Well, the, that's why they. That's why you have. You need to pay for a good one. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. And good videographers, man. Incredible. Some of the best I've ever seen has been wedding videos. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's this one uh, group that I was actually trying to get them to do a video for me, you know, in the business because they had a real edgy, you know, style and it felt like a rock and roll, like music video. And I was like, this is awesome. Like I want a video like this. Um, Who was it? Who was it? Yeah. I believe it was moving mountains down in Charlotte. Okay. Um, I did a, uh, I did a wedding festival uh Asheville wedding festival about a year and a half ago and they were right next to me so we talked a little bit uh i didn't see them next year so i don't know if they're focusing more on the charlotte market you know sticking to that but um and there's lots of great ones we did a styled shoot where they did video at the styled shoot and i think that was with wildwood media um or Asheville wedding films i don't I, you know I, there's so many out there so many companies i have yeah hard time even track but anyway no i love a good good video did you do that down in Charleston or up here? Yeah, Charleston. You did yeah. down there. Yeah. And that happened because of uh like I edited my homepage video and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, you have a video on your on your site. Hmm? Yeah. I shot some of it. Most of it at this point. The videographers that are really good are just so good that like, I can't even like compete. Yeah. I'm like, all right, y'all are just incredible. <laughs> incredible. That's amazing. That was amazing. Cinematography yeah. is sick. But I, I did think, edit them. You know, yeah. It's a very nice addition. I, I don't think a lot of people realize how cool it is to have a video until they have it, you know? Yeah, I, I think it'd be my number one ticket item as a wedding, if I was getting married, would be the video. Yeah. Probably. Well, I've had, are you, you're, so are you getting married soon? Well, not anytime soon. Not, not. <laughs> 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 um, no, it's, it's funny. Uh, a big theme on this show has been that you need to kind of pick your priorities. So if you really like a good party. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. DJ I, and bar, right. If you really like aesthetics, florals and what, you know, like you kind of yeah. got to pick your priorities and go with that because if you get the best in every category, you're spending at least a hundred grand, you know? Yeah. I mean, for a big, I'm talking big wedding, you know, expensive. Oh, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Especially, especially if you're paying, I mean, top level videographer, you can't even begin to talk to one for less than five, six, five thousand dollars. Like a oh, real, yeah. 
you know, and then, and then photography, I don't even know at this point, I haven't talked to him in a while. It used to be about 3,500 was really your sweet spot for photographers where you really started getting into like good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's some ones that are, you know, below that and re still really good. And there's ones that are above that that are, but I think that's probably like a good average. Well, you you think know? like in general, I mean, I've worked with photographers, you know, $20,000. Wow. You know? And I've worked with photographers. I don't know where they even found them. <laughs> some, some Craigslist said, <laughs> you know, 20 and grand for a photographer. $20, yeah. This was down in Charleston. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, no, they they like to throw down. I mean, it's as you said, big wedding destination. So, um, I remember this one. I, I went down there to help another mobile bar owner at an event, and they had like three different bars, but it wasn't even the wedding reception. It was the rehearsal dinner. I'm you like, where it was? Where it was? It was um, I think it was Kiowa Island, the resort, the golf, uh, yeah, the yeah, country yeah. club Kiowa. there, sanctuary. I don't know. It's right. It, we drove all the way down. It was like at That's the end. Way out there. Yeah. So big, huge, big wooden floors. Do you remember anything? We were outside. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. We were like on the green. Or something. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> hot. Probably pretty hot. Stomping around on the green. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's, it's great down there. I'm, I really like the energy that Charleston has. Uh, I was down there though a couple of weeks for a styled shoot at the Charleston Woodlands um reserve or something nature woodlands reserve and man it was i was just sweating so bad my watch it's hot yeah, the, yeah. Watch, the sweat yeah the the band and then yeah. when i was getting out of my car the band yeah. slipped off because it was so wet and my it chipped the front of my watch i'm so mad now you don't have ac in any of those trucks do you i don't have ac anywhere man i don't have it in my warehouse i don't have <laughs> trucks <laughs> just always always I'm very natural you know i'm very um well what do you love most about you know this the process is it that day of is it the actual reception or I so yeah i really like the energy yeah i love hyping up a crowd getting them all whipping the napkins yay <laughs> <laughs> getting everybody just cheering i love getting people cheer for the bridegroom and seeing the look on their face and just come almost like surprised like oh this is this is this feels good mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. i like that i like i like it feeling good and people just get a you know let the hair down a little bit and just enjoy yeah. themselves and yeah you know and and i definitely like hyping up a crowd i mean you know it's real fun once you get if you got a real slamming dead dance floor you know that's i like it i mean i'm a huge fan of live bands you know for weddings mm -hmm. but if you can't do a live band get a great dj yeah. Or if you don't want to do, you know, not everyone wants to do a live band, but like, I just think having a, having the music be a big part of your focus. If you, if you do want a good party is really important. You know, if you yeah, do I think so. That. I think so. And I think, you know, I mean, it just sort of depends. Like, I think, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've seen some bands where I'm like, man, that is sick. That's so good. And at all levels too, you know, like, like bluegrass bands that are really fun and, you know, in the right context, the right place. Like, that, that was cool. Or uh, I've seen some just regular, you know, bands with, you know, they got the girls in the dresses and they're doing the little thing and you yeah. got, yeah. you know, and you got it does the cool little jazz setup and it's fun. <laughs> Good front man, horn section. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, my buddy did that. He's, he played music. He actually taught me um, a lot on guitar and he, he got married last year 
had a live band and there was like five people, you know, synchronized dancing. It, oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, is, I've, also, I've also had amazing DJ experiences. So it's just, you know, whoever, I think it's really important just to take into account the crowd. I think any vendor in any category can be somewhat, you know, not somewhat, they could potentially be self-centered, right? Any vendor, any category. Um, but if they're, if it's the DJ, <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm not saying you are. I'm saying if... What do you if, mean? By like, what would be a self-centered DJ? What like someone mean? who's playing their favorite songs. Oh, that'd be crazy. That'd be stupid. Like, I'm sure they're, they're out there, people, man. People ask me that. They're like, so what do you actually like to play? I'm like, no, I don't even understand what you're asking. Like, I like to play what makes the party good. Yes. Really yeah. true. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like to play music that makes the party bad. I like to play music that makes the party good. And that's it. That's the answer. That's your answer. Well, what, so in that, how do you develop the a kind of rough playlist then? Like, oh, I've got playlists for everything. Well, I mean, so when the couple comes to you, you know, do you have like one of those questionnaires that's that ask them about their guests and or and their music type or how do you know how do you? Yeah, it's all a conversation. Like they'll they'll give they'll send me a Spotify playlist. I'll look at it. Um, usually. I honestly, the vast majority of clients don't have like they're not sending me a hundred songs. Yeah, yeah. They're sending me like I would say average is about ten songs. Oh, really? Just ten that they want to hear throughout the yeah. night. Just like we like these, or like these two or three are good. Okay, and that's um, how you get a sense of what they're into just from that little playlist. Yeah, but even then, like I mean, it's tough. Like it's it's a funny line. Like there's this one wedding I remember. Do you remember when you know who Cardi B is? Uh huh. Yeah. Do you remember when, I don't know if you remember this exactly, but when she first started coming out with Bodak Yellow, you know that song? No. Do you have it up? Yeah, let me get it. I happen to do, yes. So it's this song right here. Get the clean version for it. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, for sure. So that was like, it's still popular. I like that song a lot now. It took me a while to get it. <laughs> when that shift first started happening, I was like, what is this? What is this music? Because <laughs> like, we were coming out of, uh, you know, house music at the time. Oh, yeah. Dubstep and all that. Oh, uh, not dubstep. Never dubstep. But, but you can't handle dubstep. Anyway. <laughs> um, nah, like, you know, and, and they were really into that kind of hip hop. The bride and groom really excited about it. authentically, really, I could tell they really liked it. And they were like, oh, we can't wait to hear, you know, all this, that kind of stuff. Our guests are going to love it. And I got there and it was at this country club in Shelby, North Carolina. You ever been to Shelby? No, sir. It's uh, right. In, it's, 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 I don't even know what you describe Shelby like. It's a really big town, quite large town. Is it town. on the way to Charlotte? Yeah, it's, it's, I'd say it's halfway between Asheville and Charlotte. Oh. Right okay. in the middle of North Carolina. And I'm talking about it was 100% elderly white people. <laughs> like, everybody there was like 70. And I'm like, I'm like you played what? Frank Sinatra or what? what yeah, I was like, listen, this is not, I had to go talk to them and be like, you know, like, they were like, you gonna play it? I was like, you gotta look at who's here. <laughs> look at who, we need to play some Frank for these people, you know? We need to play, you know? And they were fine with it. They, they figured, they got it. Yeah. It's just wild. So, like, I try to help them make it good you know for, and not just drive their party right into the ground you know because i mean that's that's why i think i'm there I'm, I'm here to help i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to make it 
uh, worse. I'm just yeah. trying to. Of course, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, are there any songs that you won't play? No, I'll play anything. Play anything, okay. If okay, if it's the right song to play. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can say again. So, like, like I had this other wedding I did just a couple of days ago. This most recent one. Now that we're getting back into doing weddings, and everybody there, the, the, absolutely, the average age of the guests was fifty-five. Um, and there was this two bridesmaids. And one of the bridesmaids wanted to hear Megan the Stallion Savage, which happens to actually be like one of my favorite songs right now. Love that song. I like Megan the Stallion. I don't know if people shout out Megan. <laughs> but but uh, I was like, all right, yeah, let's try it. And I turned it on, and the instant it started playing, I was like, no, 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 we can't play that. Mm. I immediately, I just, my spidey sense went off, and I had to stop it. I was like, I even if I had to stop the song, I was like, no. We can't play that. She was like, "What?" I was like, "It's not gonna work." <laughs> and we changed it, and we went back to like wagon wheel or something, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you you're the professional. You have the you have the experience. You know what works. You have the you know the intuition. So it makes sense. Scar all these people. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, but, but at the same time, no, absolutely not. I'm totally down if it is appropriate yeah. for the guest. You know, yes. if I can get away with it, I'll definitely do it. But, um, what, what kind of advice do you have for couples getting married? I mean, we're, no, we're uh, you know, we're kind of still in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, you know, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of more backyard weddings. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of weddings are being rescheduled. Yeah. So uh, what kind of advice do you have for couples, whether or not it's pandemic related, you know, just. Well, pandemic related, like, so at the moment, uh, what is today's date? August the 4th. Yeah. So I've done three weddings so far this year. I've already done three in COVID time since July, right? Second week of July. Um, and what I've seen has been a lot of people that are super happy to be out and about. I've seen weddings that are just much smaller than they, than they would have been. Mm -hmm. uh, the one I did this past weekend, their original guest count, I believe, was 160. Oh, wow. And, and now they had 60. It Dropped was 10, 100. Yeah. 100 people. And what I saw was not a wedding that sucked. What I saw was a wedding where people were so happy to be out. And it was low-key. It was low-key. It wasn't, you know, a rager. Mm -hmm. but I saw a lot of smiling faces. I saw a lot of people that were real happy. I saw a lot of people that um, enjoyed themselves and I think it was real nice for the bride and groom to do it you know and just have a nice safe wedding um, where people enjoy themselves and I've done it I did a backyard one where, which was only 25 people and they couldn't have been more happy yeah. they had a great time you know and so I think just recognizing that like weddings are still fun even with you know 25 people like if in some ways they're more fun because I mean this was their core mm. the 25 one that was basically just the bridesmaids and grooms done interesting you know? yeah uh, yeah and and they had a great great time it, it felt just like a normal wedding they did all the normal stuff looked like a normal wedding honestly um i don't know just don't be discouraged i think a lot of people get discouraged by some of the limitations that are you know there's new ways of doing things now mm -hmm. you know but i mean you know I, my experience doing it is, is the guests have been very grateful to come and don't be discouraged too much because there's a lot of ways to have fun still. And people need it more now than ever 
you know we all need a good time i think coming together and having fun is like a real important part of life agreed yeah we're, we're social creatures you know yep. we're not meant to be holed up <laughs> isolated <laughs> no, <laughs> not at not. All. So. um i saw this cool break uh not breakfast bracelet idea so based on how safe or comfortable you felt being around other people you had a different yeah, color I, bracelet I, I posted that that was a repost from me i did that what yeah, you saw that. So that went kind of viral on it. I, I posted that. You're welcome. Oh, you're the first <laughs> one to do that? Yeah, I'm the original one. <laughs> All right, let's see. Yeah, give me the timestamp and we'll see. Um, well, well, look, so here's the thing. I got to tell you, I recently uh, lost my Instagram. What do you mean? Well, I, I suffered a... Uh, what do you, I got? I got I got caught in a phishing scam. Where I clicked on, yeah, that's the last thing I posted. Go to DJ Lucas London, you'll see it. There's a bracelet. Sure enough. When was the date on that? June 26. <laughs> Wait, you you're telling me you came up with that idea? No, I didn't come up with it, but I saw it, and I was the one that. And then Chestnut Ridge reposted it, and like. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you are. Yeah, see, that was five weeks ago. That's the last post. So you got blocked, or what happened? Why can't yeah, I, got, I got blocked from Instagram? Uh, this art gallery that I had actually shot photography for years ago had been fished. You know, what phishing scammers. You know, where like they'll they'll hack your account. Yeah. And, and then that account sends out like a ton of. Yeah. Like, and it was like, hey, check out these pictures. It's been a long time. I finally got them up. And like, I I got that from you. Yeah, right? And and I was like, oh, because I really had shot pictures for this gallery. And I was like, okay, yeah, click. And then and then you know how a lot of times with photographers, you do have to put in a password. Uh-huh. Create your gallery. So I was like, uh, it felt like I was like, I think this is I don't know. I, for some reason, even though I recognized that it was a scam in my head, I was like, yeah, and then and then instantly Right after I did it, I was like, it was like, it took me some, you know, like, I don't even know what it was. Obviously, like, something, right? And I was like, oh, no, and I X'd out. And the next day, I was getting tons of emails from people saying, hey, I think your account got hacked. (laughs) I I think your account got hacked. You know, tons of messages from people. And I was like, yes, it did. I changed my password. And uh, then the next day after that, they blocked me. I can't log back in. Oh, there must be a way to fix that. I don't think there is. You're forever banned. Well, no, I started a new. So the 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 light on the end. The the cool thing about it is, uh, my Instagram was DJ Lucas London, and I only had 831. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's not like it was like it's not that big of a deal. But Lucas London was not available at the time when I made that account, and then for whatever reason, I guess the the old guy that had Lucas London disappeared. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. So I've got actually at Lucas London. Oh. No no periods, no spaces, just at Lucas London. It's really funny you say that because I tried to register Jax47 and there was an old dude who hadn't posted in three years. Yep. That's exactly it. You should check again. It might be, you know what I mean? They come available. Oh, well, now it looks like someone else took it. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think maybe they discontinue if you don't post for a oh. Maybe they just drop the account. You lose it after a while. You can't just sit on it forever. They have zero posts, 18 followers, Jax47. 
I bet the followers are like my oh no, those are you see them elsewhere. Yeah, right now I have Jax 47 Dodge, and some people think it's Jax 47. That's the company name, mm-hmm. but it's really Jax 47. And then I added the mobile bar for SEO purposes. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Um, anyway, well, DJ, uh, do you, what do you have in what do you have uh, in in the works for the future? Um, man, I got so much cool stuff going on right now. As far as like, so I mean, obviously, this whole last year. Since I've been working, I've just been practicing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like obsessively working on music, just like people can't believe it. They're like, "You're still working on music." I'm like, "Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I am more, more." And and uh, I've got a cool light show now that I just figured out how to hook up. Where it's actually like, it's these lights. It's crazy. I'm mobile, so I got to be quick. I've, I tried it a couple years ago, and I just couldn't deal with the setup breakdown, uh-huh. plugging everything in, and. And, and I had all these crazy moving parts, just too much stuff. So now I've got these four lights that are totally battery powered. They can put anywhere I want. Nice. And I just do up lights behind me or on my booth. But then there, there's actually a cable that runs from that just to my computer. And these lights, I've got an AI that made a light show for me for every single song. Wow. Like, and so I'm talking about if I stop the music, the light stops. If I back it up, it flashes on that kick drum. Flash, flash. And then you start and it, it goes again. It's totally in sync. Scripted, yeah. Right? And I mean, it's sick. It's sick. Like the builds and then it's like, you know, and it's like, and you're like, yes. And then, and it's fun and it's easy to do. You know what I mean? Because I can actually set it up. It just comes with a little bag like this. The impact is huge, you know? But like doing little things like that that are just like, that I, that I, because I know I got to keep it simple. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then I don't know, just cool stuff like that. There's, there's all kinds of fun things. Is your you know pricing pretty much flat rate, or do you have different packages? Pretty much flat rate with additions for so that like my my pricing starts at about seventeen fifty, but that's for a wedding under one hundred thirty people. And then if you mm-hmm. go above that, you got to upgrade your system. You really more should sp- more speakers. Yeah, yep. Definitely. And then uh, not much though. There's not a lot of stuff. It's really a day rate, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, ceremony is extra. Uh, and oh, that's- to like introduce people or uh, no, the ceremony, the wedding ceremony. So what will you do during that? Just play music? Yeah, but I got to set up a whole another speaker system and mic the officiant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was thinking like MC type stuff, but no, no, no. The the, the ceremony and the reception are two different. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes I'll do the ceremony. I'd say most of the time I don't though. I don't really mind either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. But pricing definitely subject. That's that's all pricing that was from you know last year. Yeah. You know, not very good. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as, as soon as I or at least I thought it was good. That's the crazy thing, as I thought it was good. And now I think that was really not good. It's crazy. What do you mean, knock it? Well, well, like now that I look back and see what I'm doing now compared to what I'm doing then, I'm like, I can't believe I was in business. I'm almost embarrassed of myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I started at half my rate yeah. that I am at now. So I doubled in the past, in two years. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you just want to find that sweet spot where, like, it's worth your time. It's a supply and demand, too. Like, how many times, you know? Yeah. Like, I was looking at a wedding. Uh, this, this, this one guy was looking to reschedule his date. A COVID thing we were looking to reschedule but then I looked at how many times somebody else had inquired about that date 
since I've been holding his date and I'd had uh, 13 people that wow. looked where I told them that I was booked already. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Um, well, for me, it's also just, you know, making enough money to do all the things that I want to do for my couples, you know? So like having this private uh, tasting room and, you know, yeah. giving them, yeah, just giving them a great experience with good people. And I, you know, I just don't, I don't want to be at the bottom where I'm scrambling and, and not being able to provide the, the best service. So that's kind of my, my whole philosophy on pricing is charge, charge enough so you can do all that cool stuff that, that you want to do for your people, you know? Yeah. I think there's definitely different philosophies on it. Some of the people that I've known who have made absolutely the most money in weddings have been absolutely the cheapest. And just done like hundreds Tons of weddings. Yeah. Tons. Of weddings. But also I think if your service is in line with your pricing, you know, yeah. like, like their services it was one DJ company where like, honestly, they didn't do anything. They just brought speakers and they, that was it. And they played the music that the bride and groom had to select. They were required to select their music. Good luck with that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Like just so they just, it was like more of an equipment rental in a way. Yeah. More of an equipment. rental. And, and in the same way that like when I did my first wedding, it wasn't as good as it is now. Like that's that bride and groom's first wedding where they're picking all the music, you know? So yeah. it's kind of like, you're kind of going to be limited on your success, you know, more than likely, but you know, they, they were, they were really, really cheap really really cheap and a lot of people that's a really good fit and they don't need uh like a superstar like you know coming out you know a lot of some a lot of people don't even like to party well that's what we talked about you know is the priorities and what people really want to focus on so yeah yeah what's, what's uh, what, you got anything in the future for you what are you what's your future goals just what am i working on keep buying trucks yeah. <laughs> no, no i think that was my last truck uh for a Great. while yeah. I'm I'm all about getting the systems exactly right. All my processes. Um, I recently I'm trying to. I actually hired like a part time assistant. Um, I saw that post. Yeah, on. so I put that job post out there, and someone reached out to me, uh, and she was actually a neighbor at one point, and I was friends with her and her boyfriend, and I liked them, and she actually was in the wedding industry uh, a couple of years ago. So she kind of knows the cadence. She understands the importance. Um, so having someone that can help me create a more, not, not formalized business, but like document all the stuff that I'm doing so that we can make sure that every experience is repeatable. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. you know, like the tastings are all kind of the same. It's not like they're, they're different or the phone calls are not different. It's all kind of this, kind of the same so that I'm not forgetting things. No, I'm big yeah. on that too. Like, I don't know if you've got like a phone script, like with my clients. I don't. It's really yeah. helpful. You should write a phone script. Yeah. Not a phone script, but just questions. That to need to be answered, them. right? Yeah, they need to be answered. And, and, and I noticed that my phone game was really slipping up a little bit. Because I just, you know, it's like I am where I am at with this, but they're still at this is their first wedding, you know what I mean? So, like, yes. I gotta remember that, yeah, and not just seem like a crazy person, <laughs> you know? Like, you gotta, so tell me, tell me about yourselves. Like, what do you, you know, and I actually write that down. I write down all the information about them. I ask them, like, what is your idea? The best question I ever wrote was, what is your idea of a good wedding DJ? Mm, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah, trying to get, yeah, and seeing if that's a good fit with you, right? Yeah, because yeah. they'll tell you, and I'll be like, listen, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because again, it's just like you, yeah, like, you could probably ask, you could ask that question. I mean, yeah, so I did just a Google script that I wrote, a uh, Google yeah. Doc. I just pull it up, 
and I ask the same questions every single time. Yeah, no, I love that. I'll, we'll, we'll get on that next week um, yeah. with her. Yeah, so she just started uh, on Monday, yeah. and she's working to get on Friday, and we're going to totally organize my warehouse because all my tools are spread out. I have like motorcycle in pieces over here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah we, got, we got some work to do. Um, but it's going to be great because I'm not always great at holding myself accountable for doing all that stuff. So having someone here, that's going to help me, you know, kind of stay on track, but also help me get things done is, I think, going to be super valuable. So. You're going to find that to be very helpful. My sister yeah. just started working for a realtor. And she was going through like his emails and like he was just answering like the top email, mm -hmm. right? And then like she actually started going through it, organizing it. It took her a couple of days, two, three days. That's just what she did. Oh, yeah. And by the end, like he was catching all kinds of fish that he was missing. Yes. Yeah, that's something too that, you know, I'm pretty on top of it. I, I respond really quickly to all my inquiries. But, you know, just, just thinking like two heads are better than one. <laughs> you know, you get someone else looking at, the, looking at your systems and they're pointing out things that you didn't even think of. So that's kind of what yeah, I'm looking for. You have for. a lot of people inquiring where you're not available. Uh, I was when, when 10, 10, 10, you know, 10, 10, 20. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Like yeah, but go to my website real quick. I'll show you, see, see what I got on there. Go to a, so you see two, two buttons, right? Learn more or check availability. Uh huh. Click on check availability. Oh, see that? Yeah. Yeah. So you and actually, yeah, they can't even contact me until they check availability. Okay. So like, oh, you're available. Oh, great. For my birthday next year. Sweet. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so then you go in there, right? Which one do I view pricing or share your wedding details? No, view pricing. Okay. Oh, 16. 16. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There's that. And then, um, yeah, see that? Cool. And schedule. then the next thing is schedule a phone call or request a contract, right? Uh-huh. So the thing about that is I only get appointments from people who have seen my pricing and have also confirmed that I'm available. And do you have a pretty good closing rate with your proposals or? Yeah. Well, it used to be less so because they, they wouldn't know my pricing, you know, and they're looking for like a thousand dollar DJ or like a 500. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? So that's just a waste of time. Right. So just let them see your pricing, get an idea about what your pricing is. And also, am I available or not? Cause I see what happens is when they click and I'm not available is I get a little ding on here that says, no reply. Somebody just checked to see yeah, right here. Date check. So yeah. I'm checking on 2020 since it said you were closed. And then if they, if it says I'm closed, they get auto redirected to a page where it's the vendors that I recommend instead of me. Oh yeah. That's smart. Right. So they're constantly getting referrals from me, these other DJ companies without me having to actually talk to any of these people. Cause I just get burned out. You get, you get burned out when you're, you know, answering the phone five times a day for dates where you're already booked. Like, yeah. I, you know, it's just, I don't know if that's been an issue for you at all, but like just trying to streamline that, uh, that process, you know, cause I don't like talking on the phone a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think this, this is something I could integrate potentially. 
Um, I mean, right now I have a very quick inquiry form. It's like, you know, email, venue, date, you know, phone. Like it's very, it doesn't ask for any of the details that you, about mm. their wedding. And then I get into it on, I get it. Uh, I, I talk to them about all that stuff when I set up a phone call. So I have a templated, you know, email I send out for that. So make it quick and easy. They schedule a call with me using Calendly. Have you heard of that app? Yeah, I use Schedulista. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do, do that. that. Yeah, like nine bucks a month. Yeah, that's what I pay for. It's pretty much the, the, like, you know, that used to be a thing too, like going back and forth with them, trying to figure out when they can call me. Exactly. Which yeah. is just, you know, not, not, uh, it's inefficient. <laughs> it wastes, it wastes our time and their time, you know? It does. It yeah. does. So, well, Lucas, is there anything else you want to share with, uh, our listeners about either your business or the wedding industry before we jump off? Um, I think pretty much we've covered it, dude. Like, honestly, you know, um, I know it's been tough. It's been a tough year for everybody as far as the wedding things go, but I do see a lot at the end of the tunnel. And I think that people are happy to be getting out. And, mm-hmm. uh, we just got to stick together and we're going to be all right. Yeah. We got a weekend, a wedding this weekend. And we're looking forward to doing that. So, you know, tell you what, time to pour some drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to a big, I got a big wedding this weekend. Where's yours at? Overlook Barn up in Banner Elk. Okay. Mine's, yeah. at, mine's at the Ridge. You been to the Ridge? In-house bar. In-house bar. Nope. <laughs> Don't allow me. Not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, Mr. Lucas, DJ. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for jumping on. Oh. I really appreciate it. All right. This is the last thing. I, I was curious. I, I touched on this at the beginning, but what are some of your, how many of these have you done now? How many events? No. How many of these uh, podcasts? Have you oh, done? Uh, I think I've recorded around 30, 32, maybe. What would you say? You're, do you have, do you have like a one or two insights that you sort of garnered from doing this? Yeah, I think it's what we've already touched on, which is, I think couples should figure out their top three priorities and yeah, kind of like focus on that. those. That's been a bit like we've almost every, even a wedding, um, uh, another mobile bar service up in Michigan that I interviewed, she said the same thing. She's like, you know, if you care about the guest experience, you know, DJ food bar, you know, like music food. Yeah. Like she was, that's yeah. what, that was her mentality. I mean, we're both biased uh, because that was, that's our industry as, as bar. But um, hey, yeah, I've always said the number one thing is the bar and the DJ <laughs> or the party music. And that is literally it. Food irrelevant. Just give them some grits. Some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Give them, some, give them some whatever. Just keep them up on their feet, you know? Yeah. And, and some bread. <laughs> <laughs> Chips and popcorn. Yeah. And booze. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what the running that's been like a common theme. A lot of people have said, you know, when I've asked about advice that they would give or just things that they had noticed, and that's a lot of people have said is, you know, focus on those top three priorities. And I'm yeah. gonna add that to my thing right now. To on what? My so after they check my pricing, they can go to share your wedding details. Mm-hmm which is like my main 
intake form. And one of the questions that I have on there, two of them is on a scale of one to 10, how much does the bride like to dance? And on a scale of one to 10, how much does the groom like to dance? And on a scale of one to 10, how much do you of a party do you want? Right? Mm. <laughs> but that might be a more obtuse way of asking the question that you just asked. I think that's pretty good. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or uh, something that I used to ask, I don't do this much anymore for some reason, but how important is the bar service to you? <laughs> yeah. Now, how important is the DJ to you? Like, how, you yeah. like, what is your top three vendors? Yeah. Or something like that. And if that, you're not in there, then you know it. It's <laughs> not a good fit. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> right on, man. Well, dude, I'm glad to hear that you're uh, doing good. Thanks for the taking the time to you know interview me and all that. It's been pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I've had a good time. I think you broke uh, the record. Uh, I'm so chatty. I'm so <laughs> long-winded. I'm sorry. I think you broke um, uh, Bethany's record. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to. I'll let you know. Um, um, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Well, like I said, though, um, once it's, you know, let's have a party down there at that warehouse. I like the looks of that thing. Once you get it cleaned up a little bit. <laughs> for real. For real. Let's set it up. Just a small 20 people. Once we get that, once we get that vaccine going, you know what I mean. Let's just have a little, nice, fun party down there. Hundred percent, that'd be sweet. Vac vaccine and dance. Yeah, vaccine party. Let's have a vaccine party. Oh no way! Yeah, don't even get me started, man. All right, <laughs> all right, Lucas, take care, man. Thanks so much for being on. All right, dude. Later.